Hello, and welcome back to the Reeducation. This is Eli Lake, and our topic today is American bullshit. A brief history comparing P.T. Barnum to Donald Trump. My guest is the great Michael Rappaport, the actor, the comedian, and of course, the host of the I Am Rappaport podcast. General Tom Thumb, is that me? That's you. Mr. Barnum, I'm almost inclined to terminate our agreement. Charles is not from England, and he is not a dwarf. He's a midget. My apologies, madam. A midget he shall be. But, sir, why am I Tom Thumb? Ah, I named you after Sir Tom Thumb, Knight of the Round Table. He lived in a tiny golden palace, and he had a door one inch wide. Mama, from now on, I am General Tom Thumb. Mr. Barnum, do you really think that anyone's going to want to see such a small boy? <laughs> I think one or two will. You've just heard a snippet from the 1986 made-for-television movie about the life of America's first great showman, the Henry Ford of American bullshit. I am, of course, talking about P.T. Barnum, the inventor of the American circus, first great huckster, a con man promising to amaze and dazzle if you just pay for a ticket. One of his first traveling exhibitions in 1835 featured Joyce Heth, a slave that he purchased in Kentucky, who he claimed was 161 years old and was the nurse to George Washington. Now, this was a hoax, but it was an incredibly irresistible hoax. The year that Barnum put on the Heth show was also the centennial of George Washington's birth. Americans couldn't get enough of it. And with that, the career of America's greatest showman was born. Barnum would go on to become a very wealthy man, telling tall tales, charging Americans to see bearded ladies, so-called real mermaids, midget generals, and human giants. Now, I bring up P.T. Barnum today because he was our country's first Donald Trump. And in a moment when it seems entirely possible that Trump could win the next election, it's important to understand the origins of this archetype of silver-tongue hyperbolists. Indeed, the parallels between Barnum and Trump are eerie. Both men made their money telling suckers what they wanted to hear, whether it was Trump selling worthless college degrees or Barnum selling fake human spectacles. Both changed their politics fairly late in life, with Barnum becoming an abolitionist right before the Civil War and Trump switching to the Republican Party after giving most of his money, at least political donations-wise, to Democrats. Barnum even published a book, The Art of Getting Money, and it offers very similar lessons as Trump's The Art of the Deal. Now, this is where I think it's not quite right to say that Trump is a fascist and belongs to the tradition of Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. And I say that even though it's true that his refusal to accept the results of the 2020 election are a grievous attack to this day on our democracy and our republic. At the same time, I think it's clear that Donald Trump lacks the discipline and focus to master an ideological system the way that an authoritarian does, let alone implement it. I mean, if you just look at the harebrained scheme that he had to try to overturn the results of the 2020 election, it's amazing that anybody thought that it could possibly work. And when he had the option during the pandemic to assert the federal government's authority over 
all aspects of the economy, he shirked from that choice. He left it up to the states. So I don't really see him as a fascist, even though I also see him as a danger to democracy. So if Trump is not a fascist, then what is he? Well, in 2020, Matt Taibbi offered an excellent explanation in a very perceptive piece on his Substack, and I'm going to read from it right now. Here's Taibbi. The elite misread of Trump is egregious because he's an easily familiar type to the rest of America. We are a sales culture, and Trump is a salesman. Moreover, he's not just any salesman. He might be the greatest salesman ever, considering the quality of the product, i.e. himself. He's up to his eyes in balls, and the parts of the brain that hold most people back from selling schlock online degrees or tchotchkes door-to-door are absent. He has no shame, will say anything, and experiences morality the way the rest of us deal with indigestion. Anyway, in other words, this is now me, Donald Trump, like P.T. Barnum before him, has a superhuman ability to generate bullshit. I use this term deliberately, because while Trump lies, meaning he will intentionally say things he knows are untrue, he mainly just says things without caring whether they are true at all. That's an important difference. Princeton philosopher Harry Frankfurt explains the distinction in his 2005 book On Bullshit. He writes, When an honest man speaks, he says only what he believes to be true. And for the liar, it is correspondingly indispensable that he considers his statements to be false. For the bullshitter, however, all these bets are off. He is neither on the side of the true nor on the side of the false. His eye is not on the facts at all, as the eyes of the honest man and of the liar are, except insofar as they may be pertinent to his interest in getting away with what he says. He does not care whether the things he says describe reality correctly. He just picks them out or makes them up to suit his purpose. Sound like someone we know? Remember when I used to say, we're going to win so much, we're going to win that the people of Missouri are going to go to your governor and they're going to say, Governor, please go see the president. We can't stand winning so much. Remember I used to say that? This, of course, is not the entire Donald Trump repertoire. There is the performative anger, the delight that Trump takes in trolling elites, violating their norms, and there's the ugly scapegoating too. But one of the keys to understanding Donald Trump is to appreciate how much bullshit has come to dominate our public discourse and our politics in particular. So when a demagogue like Trump announced his campaign in 2015, his advantage in some ways was that he was running against a bunch of bullshitters just like him. And you could say he fit right in. Here's George Carlin explaining this dynamic back in 1996. know that the American people like their bullshit out front where they can get a good, strong whiff of it. That's why they reelected Clinton. Listen. Clinton might be full of shit, but he lets you know it. Dole tried to hide it. I'm an honest man. Bullshit. Bullshit. People don't believe that shit. Clinton said, hi, I'm full of shit, and how do you like that? And the people said, at least he's honest. Carlin gets at something here that is also important to understanding Trump's appeal, or for that matter, P.T. Barnum's appeal. People really don't like liars, but at least in America, 
you could say we sort of have a soft spot for bullshit. It has its place. Look at how successful professional wrestling is, or notice the special place in our society which we reserve for the advertising industry, the people who come up with slogans and pitches to persuade us that we would be happier with this or that brand of dish soap or toothpaste. Now, there are some people who will tell you that all of these bullshitters in American life are preying upon the less informed. Well, I disagree. I think we sometimes know we're hearing bullshit and appreciate it anyway. I mean, it really depends on who is bullshitting. I mean, we don't want our doctors to bullshit us. But if a talk radio host, a comedian, or for that matter, a former reality TV star running for president bullshits us, then we mainly want it to be entertaining, even though we know deep down it's probably not true. Most of the political press was oblivious to this dynamic in 2016, and many of them are oblivious to it today. Other politicians were pretending to be honest, but at least Trump acknowledged that he was a bullshitter. Instead, Trump was fact-checked, denounced, anathematized, as if he were a more egregious version of his dishonest opponents. And I guess you could say in some ways he is a more egregious version, which is to say that he says more false things than most politicians who also say a lot of false things. What the analysts and reporters, though, fail to understand is that for millions of America, Trump was the bullshitter while Hillary was the liar. Trump was, as my friend Jamie Kirchick once put it, Donnie from Queens calling in to WFAN. Hillary was just another prevaricating politician. Back in 2016, there were a few who got Trump right, such as my guest today, Michael Rappaport, the actor, podcaster, and comedian. Michael Rappaport despises Donald Trump. He does a great impersonation of the late Danny Aiello, just tearing into him. But six years ago, Rappaport also understood that Donald Trump was steamrolling his competition when people like me couldn't believe what was right in front of our eyes. Here's Rappaport that year with his good friend Gerald Moody. Hi. Rap, this is a New York charismatic guy. You can't mess with that on, on, on the stage. No, Donald you, Trump, you can't mess with it. Well, it, it, He has no policy. He insults everybody. Right. That's his policy. It's like Rodney Dangerfield running right. for president. But on, on camera, he got with it. that New York chutzpah. Yeah, that chutzpah. You cannot deal with it. That chutzpah won Donald Trump the presidency in 2016. And it's a strange thing, because Trump really is a bullshitter. And yet, despite his disregard for facts, Donald Trump was embraced because he was honest about his bullshit. And I think that tells us a lot more about who we are as Americans than it tells us about Donald Trump. First, a word from our sponsor. From the grocery store to the gas station, working families are getting hammered by rising prices. But instead of focusing on inflation, Congress is pushing anti-innovation legislation that will impose more financial burdens on working people and seniors. Their misguided agenda could cost public pension plans $109 billion. Teachers, firefighters, and nurses would pay the heaviest price. Congress needs to focus on inflation and leave American workers alone. 
Well, right now, the re-education is so lucky to have Mr. New York, the inflamed Ashkenazi, Michael Rappaport, uh, acclaimed actor of film and television and a great podcaster of I Am Rappaport. You might see him on the Desperate Housewives after show on Bravo, as my wife does often, or on any number of the sports cable stations. He is a ubiquitous media presence. Michael Rappaport, thank you so much for coming on The Reeducation. Absolutely. Anytime, my man. Appreciate you having me on. For sure. So the reason I wanted to have you on is because I really do think that where the entire political media really got Trump wrong in 2015 and 2016, your podcast with Gerald Moody in those conversations you would have kind of got him right. And you kind of talked about the idea that against the typical political patter of that year, and we can say continuing versus what you call sort of like the New York shit talk, there was no contest. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to kind of just reflect because now we are like, you know, seven, six, seven years from those early times when you when, as I remember, Gerald Moody did, in fact, predict the election. But you also understood. And I, I should tell the audience, Michael Rappaport is is does not like Donald Trump. He calls him Dick Stain Donald. This is not about whether you like or dislike. It's about analyzing what it is about his communication style that for so many Americans seems so real, even though he's often telling talking about things he doesn't know anything about. I mean, he is. I mean, he brought he brought the sort of level of respect and level of integrity and level of decency that everybody expects from politics down to like, you know, like a school lunchroom sort of, you know, park shit talking level and, you know, continues to do so. And, you know, he did it in the debates and I think nobody was prepared for it. Hillary Clinton wasn't prepared for it. All the other, you know, Ted Cruz wasn't prepared for it. I don't think anybody was prepared for it. I certainly wasn't prepared for it. And, you know, he's also an incredible implicative speaker where he implies right. everything. He He's great at implying everything, but not saying too much to get himself into trouble. And, you know, I've been, you know, very, very, very critical of him. And I'll continue to be very critical of him because I think, you know, he, he, he needs to be criticized. But you could say what you want about him, but he is 100 percent. He's not a dummy. No. You know, he, he may say dumb things. He may say crass things. He may say things that are wrong. But you can't say this guy's a dummy. He became president of the United States. He continues to rabble rouse. He continues to stay in the, you know, he's Donald Trump. I mean, he's changed politics forever. Whether you like it or not, I don't like it. And I think he's, you know, I think the the effect of of, of what he's done will, will will last, you know, longer than he'll be around. And and I think he'll be around for a, a long time. Like I don't think this this sloppy animal is going to die anytime soon. And I don't think he's leaving politics anytime soon. Unfortunately, I don't think that this, you know, raid on his Mar-a-Lago house is 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 it's going to help him. I don't think this is right. And if they don't have anything that's really, really concrete, I don't see, you know, what, how it's going to stop them. And I'm concerned that they don't have anything that's really concrete. Well, we, you and I share that concern. I want to get into this idea because you are, 
you know, you you embody New York City, even though you you live for a while in L.A., but you're back in New York now. But there is a kind of expectation that New Yorkers have. This is a figure. Donald Trump has been like a celebrity in New York since the 80s. Everybody knows who Donald Trump is. He he loves publicity, but it's also a kind of New York character. And I wanted you to sort of talk about that. It's that like New Yorkers are prepared for this kind of thing, but it was the idea that you were unleashing this kind of personality on the rest of the country. And that was the new part of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, New Yorkers have always, you know, thought of Donald Trump as a joke and, you know, he's successful with his business, but always knew he was a con man and always knew he was full of shit. And, you know, his hair and his stupid, you know, and the girls and the gold toilets and the tacky, you know, the tacky designs of his buildings and the just the tacky sort right. of way he's carried himself, you know, throughout throughout the years. But, you know, I'd be lying if, if I ever expected, you know, him him to to do all this. But I mean, you know, you can tell a bullshitter a mile away, especially, you know, New Yorkers can tell another New York bullshitter right. a mile away. And he, he's you know, the ultimate bullshitter and, you know, the ultimate sort of, you know, double talker and, you know, just the way he presents himself, you know, he 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 doesn't present himself like a man of the people. He presents himself like a man who's above the people. You know, he presents himself like he's, you know, you know, just in this elitist, you know, sort of way. Well, I don't know. I think he's the opposite of it. I think he attacks the elites. I think his, his, his con in some ways is that he is an elite mm who acts as the tribune against the elites. Yeah, I'm talking about oh, yeah, before, before he, he was the high society, because, right? Yeah, little billionaire boy, you know, rich club or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think he, he, he does. He acts like he's, you know, he, he now acts like he's a man of the people and cares about the people. He doesn't care about anybody. He doesn't care about elitists. He doesn't care about, you know, the farmers. He doesn't care about immigrants. He doesn't care about, Rich people, but he does. He only cares about himself. Like it's a self fulfilling right. prophecy, and this whole thing is a self fulfilling prophecy that has worked out for him for the most part. I mean, I don't think that he's deterred by the way people view him. I don't think he realizes the way a lot of people view him. I think that he ignores mm. the 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 criticism. You know, which again, you know, as much as I can't stand this motherfucker, you have to you know, be completely tunnel, have tunnel vision like him to, to, to continue on with the way he is. Cause he's just a nasty, you know, he, this is just like, I mean, really, truly, you know, he, he's really about that life. Like he, he don't give a fuck about anybody and, and continues not to give a fuck about anybody. And, and like I said, you know, I think that he's going to, Unless they have anything. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that this Mar-a-Lago thing is going to be the, be the you know, the big score that they need? Not if it's, I, I, it, it could be that they grabbed a bunch of stuff and they found something that's related to January 6th. And then, you know, they, you, you cast a wide net and you get something. But they're not going to indict him and put him in jail for a dispute with the National Archives. Even if some of it is classified. I mean, I I just... Unless they show that he was trying to like sell secrets, you know, to the Chinese or something, and I don't think that is, they don't, I don't think they have that, or we would have had some indication of it. Then I just think that it's, it's a, it's another fake out, and it's, there's, there's been so much of this where they, you have all these rumors about, you know, like all these stories anonymously sourced about 
you know, the investigations, you know, the walls are closing in and it never ends up happening. And that's is, is, even though I'm with you in the sense that Trump is can be is dangerous, especially since he, he didn't accept the re- results of the last election or any election that he would lose, which is a which disqualifies him as far as I'm concerned. There's been norm violations on the other side as well. And you're talking about the Democratic legitimacy of the Justice Department and the FBI. That's in play right now because of this confrontation. So it's a real. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it is a real conundrum. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. But but if they don't have something here, just you know, I mean, he's going to be a formidable opponent opponent, you know, for whoever's running from on the on the democratic side he, he he's it's going to be a bloodbath it's going to be worse than the last time and i'm afraid as many people that voted for biden won't come out i'm afraid that things have stayed the change things have stayed the same in a lot of ways and you know he's 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 in a very he's in a very good position to somehow some way become president again which will be insane it would be insane does. i want to i want to get back to but i i wanted to again i think it's really important and i play some clips of this in the monologue there was a moment it was a disconnect it's when i started listening to the i am rap report i started listening from the first from the first ones that you did but it was a disconnect yep. because you would watch the sunday shows with other members of the media talking about how trump was going to do and everybody was dismissing it and then you and Moody, that was, you know, for a while, Mike Rappaport had a, a kind of a co-host situation with the dear yep. friend of his. But you and Moody sort of immediately saw what, what, what the rest of the country now has obviously seen, you know, play out over some time. And I sort of, I wanted to get into this idea of like, I think you guys kind of understood it, A, because you weren't in the, the Beltway bubble, but B, because you're two yeah. New Yorkers and you sort of could see, you could see it coming from a mile away. You're like... You know what? Jeb Bush can doesn't stand a chance against this kind of pattern, right? No, I mean he 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 was out there shit talking. Yes. He's a and and that's you know what I yeah, do. Yeah, I know. You know. I mean he's a shit talker, and you just never would have thought. But once he started doing it in a public forum, and once he started doing it in a political forum, it was like they are no match. You know, if he if he has to, they're they're no match because they don't behave like that. They don't know how to behave like that. It's unfathomable and unbelievable that someone would do that in, you know, political debates, you know, presidential political debates. But he's doing it, you know, names and nicknames, talking about people's wives and talking about his dick and talking about. I his know. Hand. I mean, this guy was saying some wild shit. And you could, in some ways, you couldn't turn crazy. away, right? I mean, it was like it was entertaining. Oh no, you definitely couldn't. You you couldn't turn away. You couldn't turn away. You still can't turn away when when. You know, I mean, they kicked him off Twitter and they, they kicked him off all the social media things. But, you know, when he's on TV, especially if if it counts, you know, it'll be the same thing if he gets back in that position. Because he's going to come back even more. And and like I said, if, if if they don't get him on this and he's going to be even feel even more invincible and he's going to be saying even more wild shit. I mean, he's already said the wildest <laughs> shit. He's made mistakes. He's, you know, made predictions. He's, you know. I mean, he just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. Well, I do agree with that. He doesn't care what he says, if it's true or not. And he doesn't bother to learn about anything. He just sort of talks. Now, here's, an, here's a question that's a part of this. We've had this in our culture. We've had figures like Trump going back to P.T. Barnum. We've always had sort of someone who's a slick-talking sales type. It is very New York-centered. 
But to a certain extent, do you think that people who go in for this, it's almost like they want to be bullshitted. It's almost like he's the, he's it's when you look at it as entertainment as opposed to serious work of politics evaluating a president what we're supposed to do according to civics class is there a sense here that like all the other politicians have voters but Donald Trump has fans you know what i'm saying 100% i mean he's got he's got fans like a a rock right like a rock star they don't even look at him like a politician and that's why i think you know, people excuse his behavior well, so much. I'm not much. trying to excuse it. I'm trying it's to understand definitely, it here. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, he, he doesn't even just have fans. He's got super fans. He's got, you know, really, really, really dedicated believers. It's it's not even just fans. It's like it's like believers, right. you know, and they'll there's nothing you can say. There's nothing he can say to sort of get you off, get them off the the, the, the train that they're on still to this day. You know, even I don't know. It's like it, it, it's like if seeing him get success, they somehow feel like they're getting a part right. of his success. But the joke is on the people that are continuing to support him is that he does not give a fuck about these his supporters. He doesn't care. He'll sit up there and say that and point to one and oh, and this. Per-, but he doesn't care. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care. But and then his stupid fucking son doesn't care. He cares even less, and 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 it goes down. Well, do you think any of the Um, other Trumps have what he has? I'm talking about that ability. No, I think I think I think that people like Dixie and Donald Trump Jr. because he's the closest to him, but he's he don't have that 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 same sort of thing that he has. He tries to sort of put it on, but it's all you know, it's all like oh, he's like you know, he's like his dad, or he's trying to be like his dad, and. You know, is I don't think that you know the, the two of them, the two sons, and I don't think Ivanka does either, and I don't think Ivanka wants to have anything to do with it. I mean, that could just be you know me hoping though. So I want to ask now about the response, the reaction to it. You're in Hollywood, you know that world. It seems like the vast majority were going to be for the Democrat. You know, there are always some exceptions like Clint Eastwood, but usually almost all Hollywood is for the Democrat. I want to. Why is that? Well, how did it? How did it get that way? Why is it that seemed like in Hollywood is very rare that you would find somebody? I don't know who Gary Sinise. There's a few actors who who are known to be Republicans, but they're few and far between. Why is it that that's a it's a it's a, it's like a one party town? It seems like that's a good question. It's hard for me to say why why I think it's a one party town. I mean, I understand you know now. I, I don't know historically why it would be that way. You know, I think that. For the most part, you know, actors and, and successful people in Hollywood, they're a little bit more, you would say, compassionate or they they, they want to come off like they're compassionate because they're successful. There's, you know, they're artists. So it's hard to say, you know, historically why or even why everybody is or it appears that everybody is because I think a lot of people, you know, there's such a hard line now, yeah. driven, you know, drawn between Republicans and Democrats and, you know, what it means to be a Republican. And I don't think that that's a good thing. And I don't think it's a good thing for Republicans because, you know, people shouldn't be ashamed. You know, when you say you're a Republican now, it means it means or it can mean that you're racist. It can mean that you're, you know, against police. It can mean that you're, you know, there's all these things that I don't think it traditionally meant. And they have Donald Trump to blame for that. 
a lot of that is 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 because of the way he's you know articulated himself and and, and articulated you, you, you know what it means to be a Republican, and I don't think that's fair because, and I don't think it's positive for 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 the Republican Party. I think that you know, but also you know, there's a lot of Democratic stuff and far left, you know, it, stuff that I don't agree with. That I'm sure I can't again. I can't speak for for anybody else, you know, and I certainly can't speak of, for all of you know Hollywood, all the, the thousands and thousands of people that are in Hollywood. You know, I think that you know. There's a lot of far left stuff that people don't agree with, although they won't say anything publicly because it's such a yeah um, you'll get killed dangerous time. To, yeah, you'll get killed. You get canceled, and you know, and some for some reason they give Twitter and trending on Twitter, or if you're sort of you know being vilified on Twitter, I will say that Hollywood gives that a lot more credibility and credence than it deserves. A very good. A point. lot more. Yeah. Like if you get if you get shitted on just on Twitter, you're in trouble. Right. I, I don't know why that is. I, I don't know why that is. It's 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 fucked up. Because in my opinion, and I I dabble in all the social media platforms, Twitter is by far the most unfair, totally biased, far left, you know, snowflakey, pussy, self serving platform out of all three, with Instagram being second and Facebook being being third, but Twitter for some reason, like if you're not liked on Twitter or yeah. you're being, but it could be it could be a thousand tweets that could ruin your career. It don't even have to be a thousand. It could be like five hundred tweets that could right. you know put you in a position where you have to like defend yourself, and that is insane. And you don't even know who these people are that are doing it. You know they have these. Black Twitter and like you don't know who Black Twitter is. You don't know it, that could be, you know, you don't know who's what and you know and it, it's just it's crazy that you could get into so much trouble because people on Twitter, specifically Twitter, have turned on you. I think that is fucking ridiculous. But you know, again, you know, a lot of people in in in, in my business and, and I'm sure in other businesses, but I could just speak about the one that I participate in and that I'm the most right. familiar with. You know, they're they're not as far left to say might tweet or Instagram about and 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 their views, you know, might be a little bit, you know, I think people's views, but I think, you know, the speaking on showman is, you know, people's views are a little bit more complicated yes. than they they give off. I don't think things are just I'm far left, I'm left, I believe in everything. I don't think that that that's, you know, I don't think that that's real. And I don't think a lot of Republicans are the, feel the same way. I don't think that the majority of Republicans think that abortion should be illegal. I don't think, you know, I think that's a very, very small percentage of people that, you know, agree with what's happened with Roe versus Wade. And and again, that's why, like, if you say you're Republican, it's like, oh, you don't believe in abortion. And that's, again, that's not good. Well, I think you're making a, well, one of the reasons I think you're, you're a very interesting kind of public figure right now is because you don't easily kind of fit into either camp. It's like we have these two tribes, but you are willing to call out both sides. You know, you have made it very clear that you hate, you don't like Donald Trump, but at the same time, you, you have, you've been critical of some of the overzealous wokeness in the industry. I can't stand the yeah. wokeness. The wokeness is a joke. The wokeness is a joke. And it's all performative and because it, it's like people are just trying to show you how they're a good person without, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, they're presenting themselves to be something they're yeah. not. And 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 it's not it's not real and it's not right and it's not 
true and it's not genuine. And, and you know, actors have gallows, dark humor. And to say that they, you know, just all of a sudden post-George Floyd, because that's really what yeah. it is. Post-George Floyd, everybody is like, you know, they believe this, they don't believe that, they they act like this, they don't act like that. It's a bunch of fucking bullshit. It it, it is a it is a bunch of bullshit, you know. And 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 you see some of these actors with their you know diversity, diversity, diversity. But you see their personal pictures. There's no diversity <laughs> in their personal pictures. Right. Oh, it's true. Yeah, look no, I know, I know what you mean. Like, look, 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 diversity, diversity, and then you look like who they hang out with. It's just white girls or just white dudes. Yeah. But they're kicking all that diversity shit. So it's like you want diversity on your your social media. You might want diversity on your shows, which is I think that's good too. But your own real life, you're just hanging out with people that look exactly like you, which is bugged out to me. Now, that is really bugged out and to it, me. What's interesting, and also they want diversity of you know you want diversity like you want to cast you know people of right. color you know for this part or cast you know women for that part, but. You don't want diversity of thoughts. So you want diversity of presentation, but you don't want diversity of thoughts. And and that's going back to like what I'm saying. It's like if you don't agree with something and you are tick I mean, I've had it. And I'm the I'm the I you know, I'll say with for better or for worse, but I say with pride, I'm as far as I'm concerned, as far as being vocal and bringing it down to a layman's terms, I have been the most vocal person in Hollywood about Trump and 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 everything that that he stood for. But they'll turn on me if I don't, you know. I mean, look at look at every Friday, every Saturday morning. Look how they talk shit about Bill Moore. I'm like, if ever if all these people actually watch the Bill yeah. Moore show as much as they tweet about him, his show's ratings would be the number one rated show. People tweet it and comment on Bill Moore like they watch his show. They it's don't like, watch his show because they often well, the tweet it, has nothing to do with what he actually said. If you watch the actual clip, but if yeah. you but if you if it's so offensive, why are you watching right. it? If it's so cancel Bill Moore, I'm going to stop watching Bill Moore. Why is there so many tweets about Bill Moore every fucking Saturday? Every Saturday True. after a Bill Moore show, he's trending every fucking Saturday morning. It's it's like clockwork on Twitter. Nowhere else. But on Twitter and these people, they it's just like the Dave Chappelle thing. Why are you still watching? It's so offensive. Why are you still watching? You you were offended after the first special. Why are you watching the fifth special? Exactly. No, no, no. I think you're and or are you not watching? It? Right. Or you just you just Dave Chappelle's right. different. I think they are watching it. Bill Moore, they're not watching it yet. They're fucking they're they're, they're head over heels upset with what he says and 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 they're and, and they haven't even watched it. And I think Bill Moore, I love Bill Moore. I agree with a lot of Bill Moore. I love the shit that, you know, people get offended about, like, you know, the stuff that he, he talks about. I think he's great. I don't agree with everything he says, but I agree and I like Who a lot of anybody, the things he says. And why I know should he's, everybody, you would, you would, you what? no one agrees with everything a public figure says, you know. And no, I don't agree with everything my mother, yeah, my father, my wife right. say. Who, who, but, but you think you should agree with everything a celebrity yeah, says? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Do you agree with everything your fucking your your girlfriend has said, or your 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 best friend has said, or your your employees, or your your mother, your dear old mom, or your son, yeah. your, your daughter that you love? You, I don't agree with all the shit that my fucking kids do, and I don't agree with all the shit that my wife says, and 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 my mother says, and you know her points of view and the things my father says. But you, but. But a, a celebrity, if you don't agree with them, they're canceled. Fuck out of here. <laughs> well, I want to I just want to tell the listeners, too, and I think it's important context. 
if you're talking about the when you're talking about Mike Rappaport, you have to look I mean, your background. You, you grew up in the city of New York. Your best friend was an African-American. You were for a while playing hoops with, you know, in in in, uh, you know, in the city. That was, a you know, a, your original sort of dream. And then if you look at your career in the 1990s, I mean, you you worked with a lot of black directors. It was it's not you, it's hard to make the argument if you look at a person's entire career, your entire career. That because someone takes something you said out of context, that means that you're hostile to a particular race. It's not true. And I just thought it was important. Fuck all that yeah. shit, man. You know, fuck all that shit. You know, that shit is all stupid. Yeah. It's all it's so ridiculous. And, you know, and 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 it's 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 just so it's all so ridiculous. And the sensitivity and the, you know, the the, you know, the white guilt and the the, the white uncomfort and the. It's all a bunch of fucking bullshit, man. It, 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 it's just a bunch of nonsense, really. You know, it is just a bunch of nonsense. I hear, I hear that. Now, I want to just with the with the remaining time that we have here. Thank you again so much for coming on. Of course, Eli, you you've been holding down and you've given me so many so much oh, insight you. and you know so much discussions. You know, for for the fans of Eli's podcast, Eli is the unofficial true, official. True foreign correspondent, correspondent of my podcast, the Iron Rapport Stereo <laughs> Pod. Yeah. Unofficial, official foreign correspondent of the Airport Stereo Podcast, and is you know he's been there before elections, post election, you know explaining. I've learned so much just you know from reading his articles and and having them on the podcast, and you know wars in Israel and 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 breaking all that stuff down. So I'm so happy that you you started. Well, I, lo- I love I love it to, to doing the podcast, and thank you for saying all that. But I wanted to just at the little last little bit of time we have left here. I want to get your perspective as the outsider in American politics. What's the real way if you wanted to stop Trump? What do you say you got to do? Because I don't think it's I don't think you do it I with think, the Justice Department and the FBI. I think that's not the way to stop him. I think you got to do it another way. But I want to hear what you say. That's I'd love to hear what, what you think about it. But I think that you must fight. I, unfortunately, I think you must fight fire with fire. I think that you. There is no trying to be classy. And I think that if he attacks you, you have to attack back. That's just in terms of hand to hand, you know, combat with him. I think that you, you have to be strong with him. You have to be, you know, how he's, Oh, I'm tough. I'm strong. You got to be strong, if not stronger. And you can't bring a knife to a gunfight right. with this guy. You have to be prepared to, you can't smile when he's talking shit at you. You have to go right at him same way he's going to go at you in, in in terms of debating and all that stuff and 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 really you know sort of get outside of 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 your comfort zone of trying to be classy and and politically correct i mean what what do you think is well is i the mean way? i was thinking about this but like i don't see a democratic politician i mean it's almost like you you want them to nominate like a Chappelle or some comedian or somebody who's great at that kind of parrying even though i'm not you know i i i'm not trying to argue here that you don't need to have a lot of experience and like, you know, leadership, you know, qualities and so forth to be president of the United States. But what I am trying to say is that politically, because he's bringing that kind of world of, you know, wrestling, salesmanship, you know, the carnival barker into this, into politics, not the first time, by the way, that's happened. There's been figures like this in American history. I'm wondering, like, do you need to then kind of dip into that yourself on the other side or do you just want I mean, because Biden's the opposite of that. Biden is 
I mean, I can't, I can't see Biden winning the, the next election. That's, I mean, even though I think a lot more. I mean, listen, he, he won this time. By not campaigning. You know, they're going to vote for, <laughs> they're going to vote, they're going to vote for, they're going to vote, we, they're going to vote for whoever isn't Donald Yeah, Trump. no, I know. There's a lot of people like that, and I get that, but I just. They don't yeah. give a fuck, you know, because this guy is such a fucking lunatic. But, you know, I mean, I had Jeffrey Ross, the oh, great yeah. Jeff Ross, the, 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 on my podcast, and he talked very openly about, you know, um, you know, being hired and, 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 you know, being not being hired, you know, pe- people, you know, or po- politicians, I believe it was Hillary. I'm not, I, I believe it was Hillary's. I hope I'm not speaking at a term, but I believe it was Hillary, you know, that they, they wanted to hire him, you know, to, to, to have like shit talking ready. Oh, really? It might've been Biden. Oh yeah, and 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 you know other poly- other comedians have been approached about you know doing the same thing to have you know stuff in their pocket to to go at this guy you know to have jabs at him and to, and and to humiliate him. But you know he does it so naturally. You can have a couple of jokes here and there. And I know Biden had had a couple of people. He did have a couple of you know. There's writers that come up with those zingers. But you need to really go at this guy. Like talk about his fucking mm-hmm. hair. Talk about his wife. You got to talk about it, you know, his, you fat fuck. Like, you can't, you got to talk, you got to be ready to talk that right. shit to him. You have to be, and these people are programmed not to, but you have to be ready to insult him, humiliate him, call him a fucking scumbag, challenge him to a fist fight. Like, do take it to a point where he's uncomfortable. And, 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 and that's the only way to do it. And, you know, like somebody like John Stewart, you know, can do it because he'd just be so quick. I mean, look at look at the Democrats, what they did with what's his name? What's my guy's name from Minnesota? The writer, Al Franken, the comedian. Look what they look what the fuck they did with Al Franken. He could have been the president with this bullshit. Mm. This is when they eat their own with this this bullshit. They they ruined Al Franken over nothing, over nothing. He could have been the president. He could have been president. He could be you know in contention for running for president now. This is a great political figure. He had a great track record. You know, did 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 great things, and they just ate their own. This is that bullshit. This is what I'm talking about. That super left, super woke, holier than thou nonsense. Right. Not to say that some people don't deserve, you know, to be knocked down a peg, but the, the thing with Al Franken was ridiculous. Yeah, and it was the timing ridiculous. of it because that would have come out a year earlier, a year after he would have been fine ridiculous yeah. what they did with him this is a real politician who is a real comedian who is who could who could have definitely handled himself against trump so now you got this old bag of shit smoking joe biden who has done well in the last month don't you think he's done well in the last month haven't there been yeah no he's done better but like i'm still resentful i still resent like don't call it the inflation reduction if you want to call it the the you know climate save the climate act that's fine but it's not going to reduce inflation so i resented that but at the same time he got something that people didn't think he would get yeah it's been a better and getting ayman al-zawahiri was great i mean that's that's really the the cia but it's good that they got a, a master terrorist and you know took him out in afghanistan so that was good yeah i mean <clears throat> i i agree but the fact that these are the only two people I we're know. talking about i know it's a real shame i know you got dick stain Donald Trump and fucking this old bag of shit, <laughs> Joe Biden. Like that, these are the two people. You know what Beto O'Rourke is going to try to make oh, a Beto comeback O'Rourke, again? Oh, Beto O'Rourke, he's through. Forget that. He stinks. Yeah. 
And, 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 you know, I mean, Ron DeSantis, you know, I guess he's kind of looming, you know, it'd be funny to see Trump try to, you know, he'll go with him and he'll say crazy shit about, 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 about Ron DeSantis. If he gets, he'll say anything about anybody. Oh, I know. I mean, he's not, lo- I mean, and then he'll turn around the next day and say like, you know, oh, he's a great guy, real hell of a competitor. I mean, he, that's. Yeah. Like, and then, and these guys will kiss up to him. Yeah. Ted Cruz, this guy, this Ted Cruz is a joke. He called your wife, he talked about your wife, your father, he talked about you, and you're still yucking it up with him. It, that's what I'm saying. You have to be like, no, fuck that. You, you, that, you know, going back to with, with Trump, you have to be on that street shit with him. Because that's all he responds to is, I mean, and no one's even done it, but that, to, I imagine that's the only thing that he'll respond to. You know, or, or, or like a really, really funny John right, Stewart someone- or Al Franken or... Someone who could really, you know, who's very articulate, but also can make fun of him and not get rattled by his, you know, his sort of stuff. Like a comedian has that mentality. A comedian, ha- uh, you know, all comedians have that mentality. They're not going to get, you know, you know, sort of jammed up on that stuff. Well, let me ask you, do you, just, is it, I mean, I, I, I have a lot of very progressive friends who would not concede this, but would you concede that Donald Trump, in a weird way, is funny or can be funny? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah, he's funny. Whether, 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 yeah, he's definitely funny. I mean, whether you're laughing at him or it's the funniness of, you know, for me, I would say he's funny because of the, 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 the like he's like a, he play, he, his humor to me, it's not necessarily what he says, it's how serious, how straight, not com- comparing him to Will Farrell, but Will Farrell, you know, when he's in his movies, he plays it so yeah. straight. And he really believes what he's saying. That's what I find funny about Trump. And I also find the just the conviction, like, yo, he's really saying this shit. Like he's saying, like, you know, again, that's the, you know, how straight he's he's playing it. So yeah, I I would say he's 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 funny. He's not dumb. And 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 yeah, he's funny. He's a lot of. It doesn't mean you vote for him. This is not an endorsement. It's just it's dealing with reality. People don't. People don't want to give him any sort of credit. Like you're just, you know, I can't stand that piece of shit. But you, you, you have to respect him, just like you have to respect any opponent. Yeah, you know, you have to respect your opponent. If you're playing against the, the New England Patriots in their prime, and you don't respect, you know, they're they're with they're you're gonna lose. <laughs> you know, you must respect your opponent, especially when it's somebody like this guy. You must respect your opponent. Right. I mean, when he when when he was asked in one of the debates in 2016 about negative things he said about women and Megyn Kelly started quoting him and he, he interrupted her and he said, just Rosie O'Donnell. That was funny. He, uh-huh. I'm not co-signing. It's like, it's like, it's, it's not great to have the future president, you know, playing in the dirt like that, but that, that was funny, you know? Yeah. So. It's fun. Yeah. He's funny. So tell your super progressive friends to take the fucking thumb out of their <laughs> ass. All right. Mike Rapp, King of New York. This was great. Thank you so much for coming on the re-education. I really appreciate it. And, you know, everybody, my listeners, if you don't know, I Am Rappaport is a very funny and and great podcast. So you should subscribe to that in your feeds and everything. And I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Anytime, Eli. I appreciate, you know, all the support you've given to me and all the insight you've given to me. And I'm glad you are in the podcast world. And, you know, we're going to have an interesting rest of the year. And obviously, it's going to be an interesting 2023, which we're... We're we're four months away. We're heading into the, the the last quarter here of the year, so it's 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 going to get down to the wires. Definitely. Soon.
Definitely. Do you want to? Are you? Are you, any any shows or anything you want to you want to say before you go? That's coming up. Nah, just I am Rapport Stereo Podcast, and I'm I'm having a great time. You know, looking at the responses from the Steve Martin Martin Short Selena Gomez show that I'm in oh, uh, right cool. now called Only Murders in the Building, uh, which is fun season two, which people are really getting a kick out of, a kick out of, and I've I've had a good time being Terrific. part of it. All right, well, that's Mike Rapman. Thank you so much for coming on, Eli. I'll talk to you soon, sure. my man. This has been The Re-Education with Eli Lake, a nebulous production. Please find us wherever you find your podcast. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review. It helps other people find the show and makes us feel really good about what we're doing.